the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money, Doug, and all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, one of the things that I do from time to time is kind of go off script, and I could talk about Japan devaluing their currency and marks exploding higher. I could talk about diseases and what are we going to do. Just from time to time, I'd kind of rather change things up, to be quite honestly honest with you. Um, one area that I like to talk is strategy and just some real simple things. Like, for instance, plan on living 30-plus years in retirement. Right now, if you're between the age of 20 and 60, you probably have an income or your family has an income. But from age 60-ish to 100 you may not have income other than the stuff that you put together. Social Security will meet about 25% of your goals. If you have $100,000, that's not going to be enough. $100,000 is a disease. It's a heart attack. It goes fast. A couple cars in retirement, a roof, and that 100000 is gone. So with that 100000 or with your nest egg, you have to expose it to some sort of risk so that you keep it moving growing, hopefully, while still being able to meet your income expenses. And again, remember, Social Security is only going to cover about 25% of your income needs. So if you expose your money to something safe, your nest egg to something safe, 2% is the rate that you're going to get. It'll take 36 years for that money to double. That's not good. Because remember, you're probably pulling some money down on that. 4% takes 18 years for your money to double. Get a rate of return of 6% takes 12, 8% takes 9, 10% takes 7.2, 12% takes 6 years. So you're starting to see that obviously by exposing your money to more risk, you get greater returns. Greater returns kind of protect you from running out of money. In retirement, you're going to want a power of attorney. 
tax laws change almost annually. My mother is 80 plus years old now, and she thinks someone came into her house and stole her dryer. <laughs> Still the same dryer. <laughs> I, will, I will admit, it would be kind of funny if she's right. Someone came in, stole it, and replaced it with a different one. Like, who would do that? That takes a lot of effort. I gotta imagine there's something more uh, valuable than a you know $300 dryer in the house somewhere. Um, so that power of attorney and that healthcare directive is really important. I don't want people fighting over how they handle me when I'm in a coma. And with my luck, that's going to happen. You know, um, I've already told a friend like if something goes bad, just come in with a pillow. You know, take me out. And he said, I'll do it for you. Um, credit card debt in retirement is awful. It's a plague. Because, again, you're not earning income. And to live off a credit card, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, but 60, 70, 80, that's rough. So check in with your parents. My dad had $60,000 of credit card debt when he died. How is that possible? My dad was a little, little man. How he made me a big, tall, strapping six-foot-two, 215-pound middle linebacker. I'm a tank of a man. I'm a man of a man. Men look at me, and, and they fawn. Okay, maybe not. But you get the idea. So you want to withdraw your nest egg efficiently. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Credit card debt. So my dad had $6,000 credit card debt. He liked buying tools. Now, here's the best part about it. Like, you know, when you go to Home Depot, like, hey, look at that, a power drill. And you're like, hey, look at that. And, like, I've got tools that I, I inherited from him that I don't even know how to use. Like, I I, I don't know. Um, I'm like, what does this do? And someone will come up and go, oh, this is so you can hammer a nail through construction cardboard. I'm like, when will I use that? Okay, I guess I need it um, so you want to understand, like, my dad had a spending problem, and he let some stuff go on, on debt. Get this, and this is probably the first time I've ever admitted this on radio. My dad, when he got out of the military, as a military brat, he bought extra life insurance on my mother because he knew she was going to die first, and he had almost none on himself. Just stop and absorb that for just a second. 23 years later, my mom's in poor health, and she's outlived them. Um, and she doesn't have life insurance anymore, because now if she dies, no one needs her money. Whole life insurance and variable life insurance is just stupid. So my dad was a bit, a bit, a bit of a Richard. Like, loading up on her? Isn't that like... I don't know. Uh, so maybe he thought he, she was going to go, and that's going to pay off his credit card debt. Maybe he thought he was going to live forever. Something that you're going to really start thinking about, and this is tough to put on radio because it's not sexy. It's the idea of pulling your money out tax efficiently. And you know what? I don't want to think about that right now. But you need to start thinking about it now because in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, that's going to be the play. You know, you're only going to have so much money in retirement. And if you're getting, you know, 15% taxes from the federal government, maybe higher, 10% from the state. A million dollars is suddenly seventy five seven hundred fifty thousand. And then you look at how much you know sales taxes in certain states. 
So if you can add an ability to avoid taxes or to you know keep your tax bracket low, that's fantastic. So withdraw your ta- nest egg tax efficiently. You want to review your IRA distribution choices carefully. This is where I think a certified financial planner comes in. I don't use insurance agents for investments. I don't use attorneys for investments. I use the right people. The certified financial planner is considered a fiduciary. By law, they're supposed to do you well. Will I admit and say some of them are smarter than others? Yeah, but most of them get good education on how to be good to people and how to do it in an efficient manner. So no other accreditation does that. You know, you'll hear like people say they're senior financial planning, senior senior financial planner experts. There's no designation that for that. It's just made up. I'm the senior guardian of golden toilets. Like I just made that up. That's the same thing. Like what do you what do you give yourself a title today? Like make up a title and it's kind of fun. Uh, certified financial planning designation is not kind of fun because you're a fiduciary and if you basically rip someone off, you could go to jail. When you avoid a trust or when you make a trust, you really need to avoid language that is hardcore. And again, that's why you need a financial planner and a financial planner will work with your estate planner. Financial planner kind of becomes a coach. They'll help coach you know, your investments. They'll manage your insurance. They'll talk to your estate planning attorney. They'll help work your taxes and CPA. All very, very important stuff. Um, I say when you're that age and you start to put together a will and a trust, don't let your smartest kid be the executor or the trustee. It's too much pressure on them and their spouse when there's multiple uh, kids. Um, Get an outside appointed trustee, in my opinion. Someone who could be fair and non-biased. And the family could say, well, he's very non-biased. You're listening to Rob Black. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Pick up the call at 800 516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. I'll do some emails a little later in the show. Um, one of the things I started off in the first segment was really talking about um, retirement issues. You know, Going a little bit further with this, inflation doesn't retire when you retire. So and inflation's been with me my whole life. And just to give you an example, in 30 years, Coca-Colas have gone from 25 cents to two bucks at a a soda machine. Like, I'm not drinking Coca-Cola in retirement. I can't afford that. My salary didn't go up that much. 
Um, healthcare's gone up. College cost of college has gone up. Cost of renting's gone up. Home prices have gone up. Wage prices have gone up in 30 years. Wages, but not a lot in the last 10 years. So, and inf- you know, wage inflation when you're retired, forget about it. You're going to get a cost of living adjustment on Social Security, and it's not going to be a lot. They want to try to keep you with about the same purchasing power, not more. One of the biggest tricks in succeeding in retirement is don't tap the retirement income until you have to. And sometime in the next 5 to 15 years, I'm going to retire. I'm done. I don't want to work till the day I die. I saw my dad do that. It's one of the biggest motivators in my life. Um, I don't think we get it wrong in the United States with this whole capitalism thing. But I think some other countries and other parts of the world get it right with you got to live in the moment on times. So I have to make sure that when I take my foot off the gas pedal that I'm done because I'm not going back. I've seen way too many people retire early. And then they're like, oh, wait, you mean I don't get corporate health insurance anymore? And I've seen people start burn through cash, and they're like, you know what? I don't really like retirement unless I'm spending money. Like watching Oprah and Dr. Phil is not my idea of a good day without a lot of expenses. That would probably be my, my hell. You know, like Dante had different visions of hell. Mine would probably be sitting in a room watching Dr. Phil or even talking to Dr. Phil all day. Um, his show, it's on the station that I do TV on, so I, I, I'm exposed to a little bit too much of it. It's the lowest common denominator of lowest common denominators. It's, it's vile the way we let ourselves be exploited and the way we enjoy watching others exploited. You know the phrase, misery loves comfort, company. I do believe that's true. It's 130% true. I've been in dentist office before, and you even remember this from Finding uh, Elmo, when the little girl is in the dentist office and uh, the bird comes in and the guy's getting his teeth done and the drilling sound and a lot of screaming and a lot of commotion. Like, in his you start to giggle. I mean, you do start to giggle when other people are suffering in pain. Um, especially when it's a cartoon, but I've been in dentist office before, and uh, you hear this like, oh, like good thing that's not me. Forgetting that I'm gonna go in next, you know. Anyway, um, so in retirement, don't take your income too soon, because it may be tough for you to get back into the swing of things. Um, long-term care, Medicare is not the way to do it. If you have a history of long-term care, i.e. your mom or your dad spent 10 years in poor health. My grandmother did. She had Alzheimer's disease. I know it's called Alzheimer's disease, but I call it Alzheimer's disease because it's cute. And I like making horrible things cute. Like, believe it or not, there's an Ebola plush toy. I think that's awesome. There's really, go Google Ebola plush toys. There's also all of them now. Gonorrhea's got a plush toy. And I think you should be given a plush toy when something horrible happens in your life. Because who doesn't like plush toys? I think Bob Iger was famous for that at uh, Disney. You know, a kid would fall off the roller coaster and have his leg cut open. And, you know, Disney's like, here, Bob Iger wants to present you this very special Mickey Mouse doll. Thank you. Um, Plush toys make everything better. So 
Okay, okay, okay. Long-term care is, like my, I said, my grandmother was in long-term care for 10 plus years. When it was ultimately near her time to go, she thought she was a seven-year-old girl. And that might be actually kind of cool. But what was unfortunate is that's all that was left of her brain. Um, she didn't recognize my mother. She didn't recognize her other daughter. And it was very hurtful. And she was basically bedridden for about five years of that 10 years of bad health. And she had bed sores. Now, bed sores are horrible. But you know what's even worse? Her feet fell out because she wasn't putting pressure on them and using the bones. They kind of they turned into like jelly. It's really, really disgusting. But you know what's even worse? Is that your arms start to curl in towards your heart. Um, and, it, it, you know, that, that's what it is. It's just your, it's kind of like a little nautilus shape of your arms. Um, I don't know. So other things to think about in retirement. Women outlive men on average 15 years. There's a couple reasons for that. There's a study that came out recently. And I find this study fantastic. And if anyone wants a copy of the study, I'll give it to you because you could piss off your female spouse. The study basically said um, men love women in their early 20s. No matter what age man is, he loves a woman in her early 20s. That's our image of perfection. Women love men close to their age. I know, that's a dataclism, right? Uh, dataclism. Um, men, regardless of their age, tend to say women in their early 20s look best, while women are most attracted to men in their own age. I'm stunned that we had to have a study to figure this one out. Because again, back to the statistic that I'm playing with right here, women outlive their spouse by 15 years. I used to have what I was called a trade-in plan. Where every five years, I'd get you know, 25, 30-year-old life kind of thing. Didn't work out for me, but maybe later in life. Consider retirement benefits with new jobs. I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Um. I've got a friend who just got offered a job for basically the same salary. And then she looked at it and she's like, well, I get cash mash matching in my 401k, so up to 6%. So it's actually not the same salary if I'm getting a 6% match. She also figured out that she gets you know, more paid vacation days and more paid sick days. Um, it's worthy of, worthy of throwing. If you're ever given a pension, never throw out those documents. You can throw out 401k statements. They're all digital now, probably. But the pension documents, those are really, really important because those change on generations and years. And what you get sometimes is grandfathered in. You listen to me, Roberto Negro, Rob Black. Robert Black. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome in, Rob Black. And your money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, I'll check emails after this break. So if anyone wants to drop an email question, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. I know a lot of people get a little bit shy. You don't need to. I don't bite if I do. It's like a, like my mom called hickeys. Love love marks. I see you got a love mark on your neck. Or maybe she called it love bites. Uh, being a teenager was fun. Enjoy it, because when you turn 21, it all goes downhill as far as fun goes. Yeah, it lasts a little bit till you're 30. Then once you get married and kids, you just were waiting to die at that point in time. And that message was brought to you by a foundation for happier living through teenage years. Okay, a couple things. Um, 1%. What's the difference between 1% over time? Let's do a hypothetical investment of $100,000 compounded yearly for 20 years. For 20 years. So I say you have to have between 40 to 100, 10 to $40,000 by age 30. And I think you want probably $100,000 by age 40. At least. And if you don't, I think you're going to probably work till the day you die. So $100,000 at age 40, you only got 20 years left. And if you get a 5% return, you end up with $265,239. But if you get a 6% return, you have $320,713, which is actually 25% more. Just that one difference between 5% and 6%. If you get 10% with $100,000 for 20 years, historical market norm, you end up with $672,749 in retirement. Woo! That's in 20 years. 100 becomes $672,000. That's why you have to get that first $100,000 in there. You have to because then it makes babies. That $100,000 makes $572,000 free dollars. And all you did was work really hard and saved $100,000. Now, the difference between 10% and 11% is 11% on $100,000 for 20 years is $806,231. A difference of $133,000 from 10%, 19.8% difference. Difference of 1%. Is that not amazing? Is that not a miracle? It's a miracle. I always say, in financial planning terms, make a will because you're going to die. I know, I know, there's one thing that I do know. I don't know cars. I don't know professional sports statistics. That man, when he's on the court, he scores 24% of the points and he only gives up 16. For those of you nerds who can talk like that and talk about how great basketball players are on court percentage-wise, you have what I refer to as loser information in your head. If you have too much statistics on, on baseball, on football, on hockey, you got too much uh, stuff that, unless you're going to be paid to be like the general manager of a team, you talk like a general manager, but you're not paid to be the general manager. Another thing that I hate, men who wear professional sports jerseys without playing on the team. It is the ultimate fantasy of a grown man, and it's pathetic, and it makes me want to cry. 
Just throwing it out there for you. I think it's cute when women wear like baseball jerseys. I think it's sexy. But I think when men wear professional sports jerseys, I think it's just downright pathetic. So go to your closet. Ladies, go to your men's closet. And if they have financial jerseys hanging in there, you're involved with a loser. I'm available. Please. Please call me. Send photos if you have 32 teeth. I know. If you have to stop and count, not a good sign. Um, also, for Christmas this year, if anyone wants to send toenails, I'm a big toenail collector. Just so you know, I make a big holiday toenail soup at the new year. Anyway, okay, so I'm talking about a will. I said this is what, this all started with, there's one thing I know. I don't know cars. I don't know football statistics. I know that you're going to die. Um, so if you have anything of value, make a will. And talk to your family about it. Um whether it's the you know the frying pan my my mother had when she was three years old, I got this old charcoal frying pan which is in perfect condition. People are living longer, uh, things change. People underplan, they overplan. You want to talk about medical conditions with your children? Insurance is important. Um, as my mother's gotten older, do you think she could read any of her insurance contracts? Do you think she has any like she does she she doesn't she doesn't have that ability anymore. So when it comes time to fill out like insurance forms to collect on what's legally owed to her, she doesn't even know that. To her, it's just another piece of mail that she can't read. Insurance is really important not to name the person who's going to die, but for the, the person that's going to need it. There's People just make mistakes. And you know a big mistake I've made? I married a Playboy model in my 30s. Woo! I'm proud of that. It's on the resume forever and ever, right? Okay, no, no, no. She was on my paperwork. Girl from before was four years. Girl from before was three years. Girl from before was three years. At different periods of my life, I've had girlfriends on my paperwork because I'm not that close with my direct spouses. Um, not spouses, uh, brothers and sisters. Siblings. Or as I would refer to them as the child units of my parents. The child units of my parental units. Um, so I could die and money would have gone to a girlfriend from three relationships ago. Now she would be sweet. Sweet. He's dead. Ding dong. The dork is dead. Um, so update your paperwork. Even your will. Uh, another thing that I know that is important for us to talk about, you want to know the finish line. Hopefully you plan correctly. You want to know your co- housing costs, cost of retirement. Um, are you going to support any children? As you age, your plan will age. So when you're 60 and you've got a 10-year-old, that's totally different than 60 and having a 20-year-old or 70 and having a 20-year-old or 80 and having someone out of the house. You have to factor that you're going to live longer than you think. Ronald Reagan lived 33 years after retirement, and it was in bad health, and it was expensive. If he wasn't the president of the United States, POTS, um, I think there would be a problem. 90% of people who lived in the age 90 are alive today. Three out of four people make up 75% of all people. 
Seven out of ten couples will have a partner use a nursing home. Ooh. Have you ever been to a nursing home? They differ like gold and clay. Um, just so you know. And then you get in that horrible situation where your brother wants to put mom... He wants to do the nursing care in her house so he can inherit her house and not use up fee, uh, money to give her professional help. Or suddenly it's like, yeah, let's just use the cheap alternative and have the, the Jamaican lady from down the street come take care of mom. Like, ooh, you're really going to make that decision? Nothing against Jamaican ladies. I think I'm just playing into a stereotype cliche. And if I just offended Jamaican ladies who take care of elderly women, I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive me. If it was intentional, if it was an intentional hurting of people, then please put me in a room with three Ebola patients. Let's see if I can fight my way out. Hmm. Cost of nursing homes going to be about seventy-five thousand to one hundred thousand dollars a year. Full-blown nursing home. Medicare doesn't take care of it. Um, home equity loans are ultimately for losers, especially in retirement. You bought your house years ago. You've got substantial equity in your house. You take out a twenty to $50,000 line of credit. So if a meteor lands on your roof and fries your grass, what are you going to do? Borrowing on a house is flawed for two reasons. Now again, is it a last resort? Sure. But borrowing on a house is flawed for two reasons. One, it assumes good performance from your investments because you have to repay that loan, and two, you hope for, for, for no further crisis to hit. A friend of mine had some problems with the car, and it kept getting worse and worse and worse. What suddenly was like a transmission issue turned into a seized engine issue. And she was under stress of, will I be fired from work or not? So another financial disaster could have come called unemployment. I always say that you know one of the big important things to do in retirement is use the right tool. I guess with financial planning, when I was charged with murder, attempted murder, I didn't have an insurance agent. I had an attorney. When I wanted to get 20 years of income and cover my 20 years of insurance income to cover in case I died early, I didn't go to an attorney or a tax preparer. I went to an insurance agent. Don't take investment advice from friends. Don't take investment advice from attorneys, tax preparers, insurance agents. It's a mistake. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 
Sometimes the best ideas last for more than a week or two. Let me give you an example. I'm looking through some of my notes. And because I do, I've done radio for 20 years. Not really, but close. Um, Here was an article from 2005. Now, my Yahoo account goes back to 2004, I think. I have everything that I've ever wanted saved there still. So it's kind of been my cloud storage for 10 years plus. Coffee shop chain Starbucks said it would open 1,500 new outlets worldwide by September after announcing that profits perked. (laughs) Perked. Oh, that's so good. They perked higher by 31%. The company, which already has 8,700 worldwide retail locations, said it expects to open 1,500 more in the fiscal year ending September. Profit account, blah, 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 blah. Um, Companies known for pricey lattes and cappuccinos. Starbucks' first quarter was built around our holiday promotion, which included our popular seasonal beverages. Okay, so... This is actually kind of interesting. There was also a lot of gift options where people buy people's Starbucks gift cards. And that's still kind of like, if you have no clue what to get someone Starbucks gift cards, is the way to do it. Because you'll use it. But they also had Starbucks hear music offerings. Now, Starbucks has had some flops trying to promote music. Um, so just know that. But this was in 2004. I did it because my premise on Starbucks is people are addicted to coffee. Um, it may not be, quote-unquote, an addictive drug, but I think anything that brings you pleasure is something that we can abuse and something that we can go to again and again and again. Um, and that could be marijuana. It could be a lot of things that aren't, quote-unquote, addictive, but because they work in the pleasure zone of our brain, um, suddenly are addictive. So if you go back to 2004 when I did that radio show, Starbucks stock was, there it is, $16 a share. Now, years later, 10 years later, it's all the way at 75 So that's pretty amazing. During those 10 years, did you probably say to yourself, oh, the price of coffee beans are too high and they're going to go down and there's a recession in 2002 and 2008 and they're going to go down and people aren't going to pay four bucks for a cup of coffee, five bucks for a cup of coffee. They're going to go down. And I look at it today and I'm like, you know what? It's not my favorite stock. It's one of them because I'm not going to play it for one year. Anything can happen in a year. I'm going to play that addiction game. I know you're saying, Rob, that's, that's cruel. I would also own Philip Morris International. I think, you know, one thing that America exports, Saudi Arabia exports oil, right? China, like, says, give us all your coal, so we give them coal and they pollute the environment. We export cancer to the world, almost giving us the last laugh. Um, As emerging markets continue to grow, and they're not, month to month, year to year, they're not easy to call. But as markets continue to grow, jobs are created. And as jobs are created, wages are are created. And as people have wages, they do things like go for a luxury Starbucks. They go for a a, a cigarette. 
So I don't like it, but you have to, as an investor, acknowledge that. So that's one of the fun things about like going through old notes is you do get to see like, what was I thinking 10 years ago? Um, and I highly recommend people do that. So it gives you so much perspective. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, you know, continuing forward with, you know, basic ideas that we all should know. Insurance-based investment solutions equal high commissions and high fees. And, you know, every now and then my radio station or my television station is like, hey, can we put on your air this insurance guy? I'm like, let's see what he's sell. Mm, life insurance, whole life, variable life. No. Annuities. No. I can't support people that sell those products. Um, I protect you from them as best I can on my show. So the part, insurance-based solutions will do things like, you can save money. You can take money out and put it for your kid's college. Well, you can do that too. You know, it's taking money out of an insurance product. Isn't, it, it still has high fees and high commissions. So what I'd prefer you to do is, is invest in term life insurance. Insure in term life insurance. Insure the term of your life that's important. So term life protects your income for whatever life you have. So you work from age 20 to 60. So if people need your income from age 20 to 60, that's what you insure. Um, and hopefully, if you've done that and you get to age 61, you probably have enough money because you didn't use whole life and variable life. But insurance agents will be like, don't you love your children? Don't you want this product because you can take money out to pay for their college? Don't you want that? Don't, is that not important to you? It's pretty sick. It's pretty sick, all things considered. You want lower taxes. Um, Insurance-based solutions are not a substitute for financial planning matters. They're not, you know, adding anything to you. So I think you invest. You buy term life and you invest the rest in whatever ways you need to fund your retirement. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Smelled just like a percolator Her perfume was made right on the grill Why they could percolate the ocean in Brazil And when their ham and eggs need savor Coffee ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.